Good evening, everyone. This is Demetria and Christina. Welcome to tonight's episode of Hey Sister. Hey, sister, how you doing? Hey, sister. First, Happy New Year. Yay. Happy New Year, everyone. We're very excited. It's 2019. Blessed to see another year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And before we jump well into the broadcast night, I wanted to say congratulations to you on your recent book signing um, on December 27th, and as well as being selected for, what is it, Black Enterprise Women of Excellence? Women so, of Power. Mm -hmm. Women of Power, I'm sorry. <laughs> so congratulations on both of those wonderful milestones uh, and uh, your book, you know, Pearls for the Journey. A lot of people are getting it and reading it and reading it more than one time. So congratulations to you. I wanted to make sure I said that well before we get started. Well, thank you. I sincerely appreciate it. As you guys can see, we have another sister on with us this evening. Yes, yes she is our fitness guru that's joining us tonight. So hey, sister, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> yes, congratulations on your book. That's definitely on my reading list for this year. Yes, well, I, I, I look forward to hearing your feedback and having you write a review for Amazon. So if you've gotten the book and read it already, go on Amazon and write a review. So tonight, as always, we're going to get into hot topics, but I want to introduce our special guest because we um, had very, very lots of conversation over the holidays and wanted to be very intentional about what we did in January, especially because we know with the start of every new year, there's always resolutions, commitment, new energy around two really big topics. One is around health and fitness. The other is around finance. So our two episodes this month, we will be bringing experts on those two topics. That's why we have our fitness guru, Fit by Aaron, with us tonight. We are going to talk about fitness. And then on January 20th, we will have um, Leslie with Rebel Rock uh, yeah, Rebel Rock Wealth. Let me get it all out. And she's going to talk to us about the finances. So we, we have really two great experts just joining us for this month. But you know that we cannot start an episode of Hey Sister without hitting on what? Hot, Hot topic. <laughs> so um, and Aaron is so graciously decided to join us in hot topics. So we're going to jump on into this first hot topic for this evening. Government shutdown. Yeah. What y'all, what say you sister? Cause I'm telling you right now, listen, uh, we all know what time of year it is. It is tax season. When them checks don't come in. But people still paying them taxes, things gonna be changing around here, I believe. So, what say you about this government shutdown and the impact? I don't think people have really felt the impact yet, but I yeah. know that those impacts are gonna start being felt. Yeah, I, I think that uh, a lot of people haven't felt the impact, and um, until folks start traveling and the five TSA agents that they have across the country dwindles down to two, um, it's gonna be even more. Uh, frustrating to travel. Um, it's going to be more frustrating, like you said, with all the different departments that are going to be impacted. Yes, you will still get your mail. So you will definitely still um, have to file your taxes, but uh, that refund check may not come um, or it may not come on time. So you know, the major thing for me is that there are a lot of families that are impacted. Um, people are, to have to go to work and not get a check. 
that just is un-American to me. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that is uh, unfortunate, and it's it's unfortunate because of the reason that it's being that the government has shut down. It just is it's it's being used as a tactic or a bargaining tool, and that's just not how it's supposed to be. So that's not cool at all. Yeah, Aaron, what do you think? Um, so my understanding is that the the workers that are not working at the time that they will get retro pay though. Is that right? Mm -hmm. It's not that's usually that, is how it that is not guaranteed. That is right. what okay. has happened in the past. But what we've known about things of late is that things that have happened certain ways in the past haven't always happened. happened. <laughs> is there any indication how long this will continue? Well, I know that I heard um, the president speak, I think it was sometime over the weekend, and he said, hey, it could go on to a month. It could go on for a year. He's ready to go on as long as it takes. So we know that things have taken place in terms of, uh, th there were things that took place at the end of, end of the year where legislation was put forth that then he backed away from the table from on signing, and then so they put in leg more legislation forth. And I think the majority of the agencies um, can be funded and moved on if they separate out this one issue and tackle it separately. But, you know, we'll see what they do. I don't well, know. I, I, I guess for me, I think that we need to just continue to remind um, Mr. Trump that Mexico is going to pay for this. So there's no need for this to be a part of our budget. Mexico's got it. So send them the invoice and uh, ask them to pay by a certain date. And then you can get the fence or protection or whatever you're calling it, wall, whatever you're calling it today, you can get that. You just need to invoice Mexico. I don't know where you send that invoice, but apparently, you know, because you decided that Mexico was going to pay for it. So we just need to remind him of that. Yeah. Well, well, talking about reminding things and people having blinders on. <laughs> the next hot topic. Did y'all get into this movie, Bird Box? Let me tell Bird Box. So last week, my timeline all across social media was blowing up. So Aaron, I know you said you watched it. What you think about this Bird Box? Well, it was the same thing here. So I heard everyone talking about it. I'm like, we have to watch this. Um, got Kelsey to join me, my husband, and we sat on the couch and we looked at each other continuously throughout this movie. Like, why are we continuing to sit here and watch this, right? But you have to see what's gonna happen. Um, I really like Sandra Bullock as an actress, so I think she played her part well, but I really don't know what the point was. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know, I was glad to get to the credits to see that it was based on a novel, because I was like, it has to be based on something. Like, this is just a little too random for me. And then I just started having so many questions. Um, and I don't want to have any spoilers for people who haven't seen it, because sister, I don't think you've seen it yet, have you? No, I no, I have. Oh, you have. Well, sister, what you? We haven't even talked about it. What you think? Well, that's why I said we were going to talk about it on hot topics. <laughs> uh, I'm like Aaron, except, well, you know, my boyfriend was really not even interested in trying to get to the end of the movie, <laughs> so he just kind of was like, Nah, this isn't it. Yeah, I you know, I think for me, I knew it had to have been based on a book, like you said, because I was like, there's just like large chunks that clearly are missing. For it to have been a two hour, two hour, four minutes, if I recall, movie, 
it just felt like a bunch of rent. It, it felt very random in a lot of places. And I was like, so clearly if I read the book, perhaps it would go into a lot more detail. Um, and this more backstory, more depth. It needed all of yeah, that. Yeah. That was just, it was left and it could have been done. And I mean, we, we had the back and forth in time. So I, I think our, our back history needed a little more richness um, because it just, so what about people like me who need glasses? Was I was I gonna be all right? Because <laughs> I can't fully see without these off. So if I kept these off, was I gonna be okay? I'm got I'm I'm still confused. Yeah, I think you would have caught enough of a glimpse to go crazy. Um, oh, you think? Oh, yeah, because clearly everybody couldn't have 2020 vision. I I just don't see how that was possible. <laughs> and then you know, then you had the guy who was like. Oh, these people came and they were they were purposely looking and all this other stuff. Bottom line but is, the people who were purposely looking were uh, insane, and so people who are insane right, right. don't have any fears. But then I was wondering, why would the children be messed up? Because children don't generally have fears; only the fears we instill right, right. in them. I don't but know. remember when, and I don't know what Rail's character was, but when he explained it, he said it was your darkest fear. But it also could be someone that you love, which is why the man's wife, when she went outside, she saw her mother and she was calling for her mother. Bottom line is, I just want to shout out Trevante Rhodes, because once I saw that his last name was Rhodes, I was like, he got to be from Louisiana originally. Oh. And he was born in Ponchatoula, Louisiana. You know, this is his second very big film. He, of course, was in Moonlight. Um, he's fine as cat hair, so I'm gonna give him a shout out because that's about all I can do for Bird Box. Louisiana <laughs> in the house. <laughs> well, while we're laughing and we're having it a little light, we got to get to this other hot topic, which is very dark. So the subject matter in Bird Box was very dark, and talk about your deepest, darkest fears: surviving mm -hmm. or. Kelly, I got like, see, see these emojis I got here? Like, hmm, <laughs> like what? Like, oh, geez. Uh, so this six part episode series that is a, um, has shown on Lifetime, it aired on Thursday, Friday and Saturday. Um, I had to take a break on Saturday and I just finished watching it today. I refused to watch it early in the day because I was like, I am not, my Sunday morning is gonna be wonderful and blessed and have some positive <laughs> energy. Right. But I tell you, um, you know, we, sister, we, we have to do a whole episode on just that show, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And we need to do a whole episode now, especially while we have some celebrities who are finally coming out and speaking out against um, our Kelly. And um, I, I, gotta, I don't even want to say this dude's name. I had a moment. So I'll just say this. I had the moment that I guess the strange people who burn jerseys and Nikes <laughs> and things oh. like that have. I had that moment where I was like, clearly nobody listens to CDs, but I just was like, just in case I have a CD, I need to go break it. Like, that's how I felt because it was just, I just hope we, I, I hope we let this brother go for real. I'm all for redemption. So let me, let me just say this because I don't want us to get too far in it. I'm all for redemption. I'm all for people turning their lives around. I understand that people make poor decisions, make mistakes. Everybody can be redeemed. But that requires a level of responsibility. And what I have learned even more so from this series is that 
this man has absolutely no plans to seemingly ever take responsibility for his actions. And, and for that reason, deuces, bruh, deuces. He, we need to just cut him Cancel. off. Cancel. Cancel him. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you have, you have, have you had a chance to watch yet? I have not. I have not. I've just seen post on it, post about it on social media. So, yeah, well, I think you should, when you get an opportunity, um, watch it, digest it. I think anyone at this time in our history where we're talking about me too, times mm -hmm. up, where we are having this, I think we're just at a point where we're having, uh, a crisis of our own conscience as okay. a society. Um, and so that's one of the things I walked away from the series. Um, you know, watching the, the first two parts, the first night, I was like, okay, I already knew some of this, but I didn't know, I didn't know the, like the level, the depth. Yeah. Um, and sister, we've talked like, you know, everybody that's from Chicago has talked about him hanging around high school. Like we yeah, all know that, right? Yeah. For years. So, but then the level of depth. And so then it's like, well, how much further can you go on three and four? And then how much further can you go on episode <laughs> five and six? It just, wow. it just continually the depth. But I think for me, the main takeaway, and we'll, we'll save all of our other commentary for a special episode on it, is that we are at a crisis in our consciousness as a society, as it relates to women, children, women of color, um, whether it's immigrants, whatever, whoever is the most marginalized and most vulnerable parts of our society. Mm -hmm. I think everything that we're seeing um, in our society reflected in the news and just watching this documentary, I think all of those things are wrapped up. We are at a crisis point in terms of our consciousness and what we um, have allowed. Yeah. And I think well, we're all, I think that's all part of what the emotion and why you see so much response because I think that internal turmoil is really starting to hurt it's really starting to hurt people. I mean, we've seen it with the, the, the priests. We've seen just so many um, situations that it's just like, who are we? I think that's what it leads you to what left me with. Who are we as a society? So well, can I can I just say something really quickly before we leave this topic? Um, because both of you are mothers of young women, um, I hope that this is an opportunity for more parents to have conversations with their children because the sad reality that is played out in this series by the time you get to five and six is that you had children who were enamored by this grown man, celebrity status, and you had parents who in, a, in ways were also enamored by that same celebrity status. And, you know, if we stripped away the nice songs that he's created, if we stripped away the concerts that he's performed at and the, the, the money that he's made, and this was just a dude on the street, we would never sit back and say that any of his behavior is okay. Well, okay. But because he makes some good music, 
we have put aside some of our better judgment. And I hope that if nothing else, this allows some parents to think and really reflect on how they can better have conversations with their daughters, particularly, but sons also, because, you know, sister, you and I talked about, you know, I, I remember on Usher's, I believe, behind the music when he talks about going living with Puff, live with Puffy as a teen and you know, he was sleeping with older women and he was 13 years old. That's inappropriate as well. So um, I hope that this at least allows some parents to have some honest conversation with their daughters without, you know, exposing them to all the graphic because this is all very graphic. It's very graphic. Well, hopefully our conscious and our consciousness is awakened. So we have a couple of comments here. We have one comment that uh one comment that says uh why hey sister episode why bird box is so influential hey I, we don't know why it's so influential i i i mean people hear all the talk about it and you're curious right so you want to see what all right. the talk is about so the same thing with surviving r kelly you know we're talking about it so people want to see it yeah for sure what's to talk about another comment here it says i think um particularly critical in the African-American community because we are so forgiving and accepting. So um, yeah, having these conversation is important. We have another comment here that says, uh, music inspired by his experiences. Well, honey, when you break it down, we gonna save that for another episode now. Uh, yeah. So, and then we have one more comment that says, uh, internal conflict is so relatable because no one really talks about their problems. And because of that, it just gets worse until people end up feeling negative energy and eventually turn for the worse. Yeah, I mean, when we don't confront things, when we don't talk and are open about things, they certainly can get out of control, but we're gonna pivot right now. We're gonna bring some light to this conversation. Yes. We have our fitness guru, Miss Fit by Erin with us. And you guys can find her on Instagram at Fit by Erin. That is her, um, that is her uh, moniker on Instagram. Now we do have a caveat because she was hacked. So she's having to rebuild her page. So you're gonna be like, how's she a fitness guru? She ain't got that many posts. So she, you know, she has a wealth of information that she um, is going to be rebuilding on that platform, but you can find her there. You can direct message her there after the show if you wanna learn more. But one of the things we wanted to talk with Erin about is fitness for a lifetime. So. We know it's not just a resolution. So Erin is committed to fitness for a lifetime. So how did you get there, Erin? You know, you're a Louisiana girl like us. You love yes. good food. You love good drink, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> how, how did you get there where, um, where you had the love of fitness? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've always loved working out. I've always been active. Um, I mean, starting from like sixth grade, you know, I played softball, I was a cheerleader. So I always loved that side of things. I'm from a very small town, about 5,000 people. Um, and I also enjoyed doing like group exercise classes. So I would join like the adults in my town. I was 14 years old. I would go to like step aerobics, you know, um, and just had a serious interest in just working out. Um, so then I went to high school, started doing weight training and just really enjoyed it. I can't say that I was not influenced by society because, you know, we always want to look a certain way, right? Um, looking at my peers, I always thought I was bigger, was a little self-conscious about that. So that also motivated me as well, you know, to stay in shape. 
Um, as I got older, I became more interested. I've always had a gym membership. So from the age of 14, went to college at Southern University. Um, I worked out at Foxy's Fitness in Baton Rouge, <laughs> Texas. You know, had a gym membership there. So I've had a gym membership for like, you know, 25 years, right? Um, so just an interest for me and just an area that people struggle with. Um, and so my passion for fitness has led me just to give people information to help them incorporate that routine into their daily lives. So. Mm -hmm. Sister, what are your questions about that love? Because I know you and I have a love-hate relationship with fitness. So <laughs> I do. And you know what? Erin has been such a constant motivation for me. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look at her posts in the morning and you know, it doesn't it matter. Matter of fact, we had a reunion. So we celebrated our 20th reunion in um, 2017. I, I think I did the math there uh, in 2017 for um, our, our sorority. And we were all out and having fun and eating, drinking, hanging out. And Erin made sure she found the gym. We were out of town. She found <laughs> the gym. She went. She made sure she exercised. And, you know, I don't know how, to, I mean, you say you've always had that since you were 14, but do you know where it came from? Because I'm like, <laughs> as long as I know I'm working out, I don't love it. Like if I'm doing activities that I'm not thinking about it as working out. Right. Good, right. but if, yeah. So that's important. So it's important to find the things that you enjoy so that you can embrace exercise. So it doesn't necessarily mean going to a gym, right? And picking up a weight. You can do things that you love, such as dancing. So you like dancing. I mean, you can dance at home. If you have a gym membership, there are group classes where you can also dance. So you have to find activities that you love. If you like to walk, take it outside, you know? Um, if you like to, if, you, if you're already walking, you know, start incorporating some jogging into your walking. Um, make it fun, you know, fitness can be fun. People are into Zumba, there's hip hop dance classes, things like that. Whatever it takes to get your heart rate up so that you can reach that activity level, which is a recommended, you know, 30 minutes, five times a week, you know, so find something that you enjoy so that it doesn't feel like working out. Well, that's one of the questions we have. And hopefully the questions are showing up on the screen for you guys to see. It says, what do you suggest if we dread working out? And they have a follow up to that. Like we'll sit in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so what first of all, yeah. So find your motivation. Like, why do you want to work out? What is your why? And if it's that important to you, you just have to remind yourself of what that is. Right. Um, as women, we are everything to everyone, but we forget about ourselves. Right. And so we always take care of our families. You know, we take care of our friends, but we need to take the time to take care of ourselves because we need to be well to take care of others. So find whatever it is, what, whatever your why is, like, why do you want to make this change, you know, eat healthier and be active? What is the reason that you want to do it? And remind yourself of that. We don't act based on our feelings. I mean, you know, we don't always feel like going to work, but we do it because we have to. So I'm mm -hmm. not telling you that I always feel like exercising, but I know that once I'm done, I feel so much better. Yeah, this comment came in and I, I don't know why uh, 
you know, their person saying their motivation is healthy, help only, so I don't die, LOL. So, uh, but that's, <laughs> hey, that's, that's a very important thing. So that kind of, mm -hmm. that's a good segue. Um, for some reason, our comments are not showing up on my screen. So if you guys are yeah, seeing- Yeah, no, it's not either. If they're not showing up, then um, you'll see them down in the comment feed there. But that kind of leads us into this whole topic around goal setting. So you said find things that you, you enjoy doing. So. I, um, I I still don't get the runners high. I still don't have that same amount of love that other people have, but I do, I, I have found something that I enjoy doing and I can commit kind of like I'm an 80, 20 kind of girl. You know, I follow that 80, 20 rule on most things. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you go about setting realistic goals for yourself? So someone who is like, you know what? I really don't want to do this. I'm tired, but I know that I need to do it for my health. I need to do it for my life. Um, how do right, they right. set goals that can get them going, get them out of the bed in the morning? Right, right. So find the time that works best for you. Everyone's busy. Um, me and myself, I have two children. I'm married. I work full time. 5 a.m. in the morning is the best time to do it. After work, we have obligations. We have um, extracurricular activities. The kids have extracurricular activities. And it's almost impossible to get it in um after work so find the time that works best for you um it can also mean like if you work outside of your home getting up and taking two 10-minute walks you know during the day um instead of if you have an hour for your lunch you know walk for the first 30 minutes eat for the next 30 minutes just find time designate designate that time throughout your day and make it a priority so make an appointment with yourself hmm. that's one of the ways Okay. Yeah. And the other way is to find an accountability partner. Um, you can have an accountability partner, someone that you say, you know, you two sisters, okay, Demetria, I'm going to work out three times this week. Every time I work out, I'm going to text you when I'm done. You can also have your accountability through Facebook. You can say, hey, I'm working out five times this week. Every time I'm done, I'm going to post a picture. When I get to the gym, I will check in. When I'm walking in my neighborhood, I'll take a picture of a random dog. Just hold yourself accountable. Um, another thing is using fitness devices. So Apple Watches, um, Fitbit, things like that. They track your progress. They send you little reminders like, hey, you haven't worked out today. That's another way to hold yourself accountable. So holding yourself accountable is important as well. Okay. Um, anything else um, around um, goals? Um, because so I, 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 I try to set um, set goals for myself, but I know sometimes I get derailed. So like you said, hey, you had, sometimes you get derailed. Your mom, your wife, you have kids, you have all that thing. What do you do when you get derailed to get back on track? Well, forgive yourself, number one, right? It's not going to be a perfect journey. So start small. So I think that the biggest challenge with our resolutions is that we say we're going to eat well, we're going to work out, and we expect to do it seven days a week. It's not going to happen that way. Don't set yourself up to do it that way. Start small, small steps, right? So if you're going to start exercising, say, I'm going to commit to exercising, you know, three days a week for 30 minutes. Eventually, I'll work up to five days a week for an hour, but I'm going to start small. And if you cannot commit, that's fine. Don't throw in the towel. Just start the next day. You know, every day is a new opportunity to make a better choice. And that's what we have to remember. So if we're having a day where we're not doing so great on our eating, that's absolutely okay. So you have a donut for breakfast. 
don't have a hamburger with french fries and you know with mayo and everything for lunch just because you messed up breakfast start with each meal and just try to make a better choice I like that. Every 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 uh, every day is an opportunity to make a, a better choice. Yeah. Every meal is an opportunity right. to make a better choice. Every cocktail right. is an opportunity to make a better choice. What's that? I said every cocktail is an opportunity to make a better choice. Well, that? well you can choose the right kind of cocktail, right? Okay. Okay. So it's about gradual changes, right? Small changes. You don't want to go all out and do everything bad, but you don't have to be perfect, right? Mm -hmm. So I like to use this word compliance. So you talk about 80-20. Well, there's a time in our lives when we have to be on it, right? New Year, perfect timing, right? So the last two months, say, you know, after Halloween, it's haywire. We have events mm -hmm. to attend. We're busy all the time. Our eating's not that great. We don't have time for exercise. So it's the first of the year we're going to go all in. So on a scale from 1 to 10 on compliance, for the next four to six weeks, because I need to get it together, I'm going to be operating in an eight to 10 on that scale from one to 10, right? If you have like a major event to attend, maybe a class reunion, maybe you're in a wedding on that compliance scale, you want to be at the higher level. You want to be an eight or above, but then you know that, you know, you're going on vacation. So you might be at that eight, 10 while you're preparing to go on vacation, but while you're on vacation, you be more, you may be more like a five to six. When you get back from vacation, hop back on that eight to 10, you know, you can't always be um, compliant at 100%, but you need to find some moderation within that, within that scale and be okay with it because there's times for perfection or maximum compliance and there's times when you just want to let your hair down and you have to know that it's okay, but you have to know that you have to pull your hair back up too. <laughs> right? Yeah. When, we're, when we just you know, operate in, a, in, a, in any area of your life with no compliance, no control, you know, there's consequences to that. So there, you have to find moderation and it's okay sometimes to fall off, but you have to get back on. I'm typing that in um, the comments because I love that. If you let your hair down, you have to know when to pull it back up. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Pull that hair back up. Yeah, when you leave it down for too long, you know, you're eating whatever you want. You're not exercising at all that's when we start to see the pounds pack on. And it's not really about physical appearance only. When you see it on the outside, it's already affecting your inside. So you have more fat around your heart. You know, there's more, you know, your waist to hip ratio. When that starts to change, and you have more fat around your stomach and you're bigger than your hips. That's not good. That's when we're talking about chronic disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, you know. So when you start to see it on the outside, it's already working on the inside. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. But we have a question here is in their comments are not showing up. So I'm going to read it. It says, how do you know how much we need to do? So how do you know how much you need to do? So it depends on your goal, right? So I'll just use myself, for example. So there's been different times in my life when I've had different goals. So at one point I was into bodybuilding, right? I was competing. It means minimal body fat, so it means that I have to go hard. So on that scale from one to 10, I'm at a 10, and I'm at a 10 until I compete, which is the goal. And then after that, it's a different situation. So it just depends on what, what, where you are in your life and what you're trying to accomplish, right? Mm -hmm. um, when you're like in maximum compliance, that's not something that's ideal for a lifetime. You know, it's just we can't, it's not flexible enough. We can't enjoy our families. We just, it's just, it's just impossible to, um, 
maintain for a long time, but it just depends on your goals. So if you're preparing for something you need, and it depends on, you know, how far you have to go, right? So if your goal is to lose a certain number of pounds or to lower your body fat percentage, it's going to take a little bit more time. Are you going to have to go harder? So okay. it's quality and quantity, right? So you can work out really hard for 30 minutes or you can work out less hard for an hour, but it's both of them will factor into that. And then we're talking about working out, but eating is 80% of the equation. I mean, working out is just icing on the cake, right? But if you put the right food into your body, that's gonna make most of the change from the very beginning. One, and, and one thing that Aaron always tells us, because uh, Aaron has led some groups, some of these accountability groups for, for me and some other ladies before, one thing she always says is you can't out-train a bad diet. And I think that's very important for people to understand. Uh, something that I've had to come to understand because a lot of times I feel like, oh, I don't really eat that bad. And we, we can convince ourselves that we don't really eat that bad because we're usually not tracking what we eat. So we really right. don't even take into account how much we eat, what, the times we eat. Um, you know, one of the things that I know Aaron suggested was make the last meal, your last meal, just protein and vegetable, you know, yeah. something like that. How often do we just automatically eat a bunch of carbs right before, you know, and I, I hate to say carbs because carbs are not bad. So I don't, right. I don't want it to sound like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like we eat some heavy starchy foods that don't break down very easily. Um, and that, you know, spike our, our blood sugar and things like that right before we go to bed or something right. like that. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I would, that is something that's very important. You can't out train a bad diet because theoretically you can lose weight just by having a decent diet and you don't ever have to exercise, but the exercise is for building up your, uh, your heart muscle and things like that. Right. Right. And improving your, your overall performance. And it's just better for you. Your numbers will be better. I mean, it means lower blood pressure. It means lower cholesterol. I mean, exercise is good for you. It's good to just get the body functioning and working well. Well, there was a question about uh, diet and diet plans um, specifically. And so I wanted to, I want to, if you could, before we kind of go into the next um, segment here, is talk about um, like the word diet. So we're all on a diet, whether, whether we know it or not, right? And so I think, you know, that, that whole thing, like just talk about a diet plan versus an eating plan. So I don't use the word diet. I don't like the word diet. Um, I think the diet, the, the use of the word diet makes things temporary. So you say I'm on a diet and then once you're off the diet, anything goes, right? Our hair is completely down. So <laughs> what I coach is we're, you're, it's lifestyle. We're eating, this is our lifestyle, right? Sometimes we're in maximum compliance, sometimes it's moderate, sometimes we let our hair completely down. As long as we know and we're aware of our choices, we can maintain that lifestyle, right? So a diet is not a good word. It's just about compliance. It's about 80-20, you know, maybe it's less than 80 and maybe it's more than 80, but it's about compliance. It's not about a diet. So the source of our diet should be whole foods. So very simply, I like to use WWW. So the first two W's is water, whole foods, and then the last W is working out. 
that simple. If you keep it that simple, that's really all you need. All right. Um, I'm putting that in the um, putting that in the um, comments. Water, Whole Foods, and working out. www. We all know www leads us somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that address takes us somewhere for sure. Someone well, Aaron, <laughs> never thought about that way, so that's good. Yeah, someone is asking about um, intermittent fasting. So there's a lot out there about intermittent fasting. I actually talked to uh, a friend about that recently. I know some people who have done it, done it with success, mm -hmm. but it's something that um, so you have to be at maximum compliance with for it to work effectively. Have you tried intermittent mm -hmm. fasting? Um, I've tried it loosely. So I've tried keto before and they recommend that for keto. Um, so once you have your last meal at eight o'clock, you don't eat again, I think until 11. Um, I work out in the morning and I normally work out on an empty stomach anyway. And I normally have my first meal around, I have a protein shake immediately after I work out. And then I have my first meal around 10. Um, I, that didn't work well for me because if I want to eat, I kind of want to eat when I want to eat. Um, so I have not tried it in uh, for a long period of time. So I can't say yay or nay to the intermittent fasting. Yeah. So um, for the person asking that question, I had a friend who I know people who have done it and done it with success. They, they had also done keto, but it was really about the strictness, the compliance of it. So like if you're doing 12 hours, you know, you have to, you have to eat at that, that when that 12 hour is up. And for the person asking that question, I don't know if your lifestyle set up like that, that you, you hit them clocks because I know how you work. So I'm, I'm telling on you, she knows who she is. So, uh, but it's like, that's, that is the thing when it, when, when your window is open, that is your window. And if you miss that window, then you've missed it. So then you kind of, you're no longer fasting and you kind of have to start over again. So it's kind of, I don't know, okay. just a, one one thing they were talking about right. but yeah sure, during that window where you can eat you're supposed to be putting the right foods into your body i don't think it's designed so that you can eat whatever you want because you right. fasted for the last 12 hours you still should stick to those whole foods you know when you're eating that way yeah and aaron do you mind because i um i have done whole 30 for the last two months off and on and i'm about to jump back on it for real tomorrow okay. after I don't have outside influences, but <laughs> um, can you just explain what whole foods are? Because some people think that they actually have to shop at whole foods. When I say I do whole 30, they're like, oh, do you, like, are the foods from whole foods? I'm like, no, you eat whole foods. That doesn't mean you have to shop at whole foods. So can you explain <laughs> right. what whole foods are? Absolutely. So whole food is just an, a food. It's a simple food. It's a one ingredient food. So a potato and an apple lettuce you know it's just a whole food it's in its natural form it's not processed what we are familiar with is processed food so when you go to the grocery store we go immediately we go down the aisles you get packaged food down the aisles you get chips you get snacks all those items are processed foods whole foods are located in the perimeter of the grocery store so when you walk around the grocery store you see the produce section you see eggs those things are whole foods, things that you have to more than likely eat raw or prepare. Those are whole foods. Now, you use all whole foods to make a meal, right? I mean, I'm from Louisiana. We grew up with rice and gravy. Rice is a whole food. The issue with rice is that we don't eat a portion of rice. So a portion of rice is one fourth of a cup. 
we probably eat two or three cups, but if you actually ate one fourth cup of a cup that was prepared with meat that was started in its natural state and prepared, you know, maybe we did use oil, but oil is not a bad thing if you use the right kind of oil. I mean, you still had a whole meal, right? Mm -hmm. The packaged food, I mean, the packaged food and the processed food is what we get down the aisles and at McDonald's and at Taco Bell. You know, those things are convenient foods, which we go to all the time for its convenience. Those are processed foods. So whole foods are really simple. Um, I brought a couple, I have a couple of things with me. So potato, right? This is a sweet potato. People say potatoes are bad, starch is bad. Not true. Sweet potato is actually good for you. It's just this portion, the sizes that we have. So, I mean, most people don't weigh what they eat, you know, or even look at the size of a potato. But if you take a normal potato, this potato is probably uh, five ounces, if I had to guess. A portion, a, a one serving of this would be four ounces. So, in order for me to have this at the right size, I'd probably have to cut off, you know, the, the end of it. So you mean um, the, me the mega sweet potatoes we buy are not, it's not just one portion? Oh, no, <laughs> nothing we buy is one portion. For the nothing that we receive in a, nothing that's served to us in a restaurant is one portion. I mean, everything's designed to, you could split just about anything you receive when you go and, you know, you order when you go and eat out. So um, whole foods are just simple. You know, if you do have packaged foods, if you look at the ingredients, it'll start with a whole food, right? So if you eat maybe like, Terra potato chips, they're pretty simple. When you look at the ingredients, the first ingredient is that whole food. So you'll see a potato and you may see um, palm oil or something like that. That's okay. Like when you're, if you have to have packaged foods, if you are able to pronounce the ingredients and you know what they are and they're simple and I would say less than five because when they start throwing other things in there, there are things that you can't pronounce that are chemicals and additives that your body cannot digest. Um, so you just want to keep it simple. That's what Whole Foods are. You can buy them anywhere. You don't have to shop at Whole Foods. <laughs> right. Whole Foods. You know, you just have to buy a potato or an onion or a tomato, you know, or an apple. So. so so, that means you can go to Publix. You can go to Rouse's in Louisiana. Go to Walmart. You, you can, can go, go to Walmart. Walmart. You can get Whole Foods anywhere. Right. Now, I, you know, um, so then um, we're going to go into faith and fitness. But then what about organic? Because you talked about chemicals. Um, so what are your what is your recommendation on organic versus non-organic food? Do, do, I think that there's I think there's a difference there. Um, but I mean, we're still going by what we purchase and we expect that what we have is a quality, right? So it says organic, they may do stuff to it and it's really not organic, but I do believe that it makes a difference in the quality of your diet. And the reason I say that is because when I was competing, you're already at hundred percent compliance, right? So in that scale from one to 10, I'm at a 10 regardless. So mm -hmm. I'm eating perfectly each and every day. But if you do that for so long, you need another stimulant, right? You can eat, you can only eat so clean and work out so much. And if your body if your body gets to a point where it's at a plateau, you have to change something. So that change for people in that industry is organic versus non-organic food. So then you start buying organic fruits, organic meat, because there's less additives and things that can affect your body. Because what you want in your body is everything natural, right? So that you could just be at optimal um, shape, in optimal shape. So I think that it does make a difference, but it's not necessary. 
Um, with produce, I think you can buy it. I think you can wash it really, really well. You can take off the peelings in some instances, and I think it's okay. Okay. So I don't think you have to have it for optimal health. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And someone even recommended you can get Whole Foods from Instacart. How's that? Yes, uh, you can. <laughs> and if you do Whole30, just saying, and you buy a real plan subscription like myself, you can link it to Instacart, click the buttons, the recipes will pull out all the ingredients and the people will deliver it to you. It's fabulous. I'm oh. just saying. All right, that might be a way to go. Well, let's talk about faith and fitness because I know that your faith is extremely important to you. And um, and you, how does that tie into your commitment to fitness or even your ability to be compliant because you are disciplined in more than one area in your life? Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important. I think we pray for everything, but we probably don't pray when we start our new lifestyle and we don't continue to pray so that we maintain it. So I get in my car and I work out at least five days a week. And the first thing I say is, you know, I pray for a productive work, a productive day beginning with a productive workout, right? Mm -hmm. I thank God for my ability to move each and every day and do what I love. And I pray that I have the discipline to make the right choices. And I say that prayer at least three or four times a week. Um, I think when you're getting ready, you know, in the mornings or in the afternoons or throughout the day, just remind yourself of, you know, the fact that you want to make good choices. So, you know, help me to make good choices today. Help me to remain disciplined. You know, I think that that's okay. I think that you pray for that. And eventually, even if it's not happening, you know, you the power of life and death is in the tongue. You speak it, you know, and just continue to speak it. So maybe, you know, you pulled out your workout clothes today. Still, you know, still pray for that discipline so that you can actually put them on, you know, and make it to a workout. So just just remain faithful. We're faithful in all aspects of our lives. It's OK to incorporate that faith with our with our fitness. Yeah, sister, I know this is a topic that you wanted to dive into. Um, what questions do you have? Well, no, yeah, it's it's because Erin uh, is, again, she usually in the mornings, I see her, she posts uh, every day, usually an inspirational message or something, um, a scripture or something like that. And I just figured that in order to be, I mean, she's competed before. So in order to have that optimal performance, it's, I just assume that she has to see her body as that temple that we talk about, but not we don't always necessarily treat our bodies as such. So that's, that's really why I wanted to understand how big of a role does her faith play in being consistent and then understanding that it's a privilege. Because I believe once you may have posted something that I saw, it's not like um, today, it was something like not having yeah, to exercise I don't have to work out today i get to work out to work out yes exactly right, right he woke me up this morning and started me on my way you know <laughs> just you know take advantage of that we do so many things and we just neglect ourselves so it's just really important for us to find that type of exercise that we enjoy and then on the health side and the eating side you can eat the things that you love. You just may have to prepare them a different way, right? Mm -hmm. So if you love greens and you love sweet potatoes, that's perfectly fine. You can eat those every single day. You prepare your greens with a little olive oil and some pink salt, you know, and all the spices that you can, you know, that you like. 
Um, and then you have your sweet potatoes without the added sugar, you know, just bake it and sprinkle some cinnamon on it. So it's just changing the way we prepare our food. I think that we eat whole foods. I think we just add lots of things to it. Mm -hmm. So let's, um, uh, we had someone that signed off. So they, um, they said it was great stuff. So we thank them for tuning in. Um, let's talk a little bit, um, cause there are a lot of women, especially that have chronic conditions. So whether, especially black women, whether they're dealing with fibroids, um, PCOS, polycystic ovaries, I have polycystic kidneys, you know, people are dealing with a lot of chronic illnesses, thyroid issues, hormonal issues that impact their uh, ability to not just work out, but also remain compliant. So what suggestions or tips do you have for people that are struggling? Because it's not just... Um, it's not just a food. Um, it's not just a food thing or it's not just a working out thing. You know, there's other confounding factors that are contributing. Any tips for those people? Right. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I do have an autoimmune disease. It's called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And what it does is it attacks your thyroid and it makes you hypothyroid. So I've had that for like 15 years. I take Synthroid 75 micrograms every day. And so your thyroid affects your entire body. It affects your metabolism, it affects everything. So for me, that's more reason for me to work out and eat healthy because my body has been compromised by this disease. And if I don't, it's even harder, you know, um, for me to stay healthy, right? And so the chronic disease or the risk of us getting there should be encouragement, should motivate us to put the right food into our bodies and to move more because we know that it's an epidemic in our culture. And so that should be motivation for us to take better care of ourselves so that we can be those nurturers that we, we want to be. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, just, especially if you have a history of heart disease or stroke or diabetes in your family, that should be motivation for you to make better choices so that you're not in that same predicament. Yeah. Well, you know, talking about uh, diabetes and, and chronic heart disease, you know, another topic we wanted to talk about is health as wealth. And um, anyone who has dealt with whether it is a chronic issue, heart, a chronic disease and you're on maintenance medication, or mm -hmm. if you are um, having a disease process that you can actually reverse with diet and exercise, um, let's talk about that, the health is wealth portion. Right, right. So by eating the right things, eating more whole foods, drinking more water, eating less sugar, eating less salt, those things will help your numbers to be better. And so everyone is encouraged and it's recommended that you see your doctors, men and women alike, you know, once a year and you get your annual exams and you get your lab work done. Well, those um, the blood work that comes back is an indicator of how healthy your body is. And by eating the right things and adding exercise, that will improve your numbers. Um, so your sugar levels can be lower, your cholesterol, um, you know, your blood pressure, just those things. So that means that you have less of those maintenance medications, you have less doctor visits, and that's just more money in your pocket, right? Um, and more time for you to be available, you know, to do those things that you love. Because if you're taking care of the inside, 
you're going to perform better on the outside. You will feel better. You know, you'll be able to be more active, do more things with your family. It's just a wealth of abundance from making the right choices, whether it's fitness, um, whether it's exercise or whether it's eating right. But again, eating right is the key and exercise is icing on the cake, right? So we have to incorporate both of those things into our daily lives and make it a lifestyle, knowing that we won't always be perfect, but we know what choices to make in order to improve. And that's what the key is. And not being on a diet, because then we feel restricted like we can't. And the fact is, is that we can, we just have to do it the right way. Yeah, that's 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 powerful. I see some some new folks have joined our broadcast. So hi to everybody that's just tuning in. Welcome to tonight's episode of Hey Sister. We have been joined by our fitness guru, Miss Fit by Erin. Yes, she's drinking her water. You can find her on Instagram at Fit by Erin. That's how you can find her. She is open to you guys messaging her to ask some questions. But for those of you tuning in, we've had some questions along the way. What questions? do you have for our fitness guru? What questions do you have about being fit for a lifetime, about how to incorporate your faith in your fitness routine, as well as setting those goals that are going to be realistic and turning your health into your wealth? Um, Sister, do you have any other questions? Well, I, I didn't have a question. I did have a comment, though, in okay. terms of that last topic of uh, health as wealth. You know, sometimes with our companies, even they do reward you for some specific hitting some specific numbers. I know when I was previous at my previous employer, um, you know, we had BMI goals and blood pressure goals. And if you hit those numbers, then you got like some extra added money or something like that. Um, so you would get rewarded in that way. Um, so yeah, sometimes you ought, ought to check with your uh, company employer yeah. to see. Yeah, so but check with your employer your, for perks. Yeah, it can lower your premiums, your monthly premium. Yeah. Um, and they also, some companies offer corporate discounts with your um, fitness club. So that's something to check into as well. And then the other thing about accountability is measuring your success, right? Um, I want to caution everyone not to focus on the scale. So the scale will have you just throw in the towel because, you know, you're doing everything right. You're drinking the water, you're eating whole foods, and you've done everything right for a week. And you may step on that scale and it did not move. And that could be just devastating for some people and it will make you throw in the towel. So there's other ways to measure your progress. Um, I always encourage people to take pictures of themselves. No one wants to do it. No one likes to do it, but it's reality. And it's a check once you do it, you know, put on a sports bra or just your, you know, your underwear, you know, your a bra and some tights, take front back and side and put it away and do your thing, you know, start your lifestyle and then take another picture in two weeks and compare the two. There are many things that affect the scale that are out of our control, just the amount of water we drink, the time of the month, how much sodium you've taken in. And so your results will not always show up in, on the scale, but they'll show up in a picture. And you see yourself every day. So it's not until you compare those two pictures that you realize that some change has happened. Um, another way to measure progress is by the way your clothes fit. Really, really simple. I mean, Right now, you know, after those two months of, you know, uh, probably a six on the scale, you know, 
I have a, you know, my, my jeans are a little tight, you know, um, in about two weeks, I expect them to be a little loose because I'm going to hit that scale and I'm, a, you know, on a scale from one to 10, I'm, I'm operating at a 10 for the next four weeks, right? So you just, you give and you take, but know that the scale is not the only way to measure your progress. So find a clothing item that you like that may be a little tight, hang it up in your closet in plain view. And that's another way to hold you hold yourself accountable because when you walk in that closet, you remind yourself that you want to fit that dress, that you want to get into that pair of jeans. And then in a week, try it on. It's going to be a little looser. The next week, try it on again and do the same thing until it fits. That's a good way to hold yourself accountable. So I have two questions here. Um, similar but different. So one question is from a younger person who says, if you live with your parents, but they keep getting unhealthy food, what do you do? Hmm. So the question is, do you have money? <laughs> <laughs> or can you convince your parents to buy healthy food? Um, so, I mean, like, keep it simple. Or also look and see what they're buying. And is any of that stuff whole foods that you can prepare yourself, right? I mean, keep it simple. Um, if you like eggs, eggs are the perfect, it's a perfect meal, like for breakfast or for dinner, but they're low in calories, they're good and healthy fat, and it's easy to make, right? So you can have boiled eggs, you can fry them, you can over easy, any type of option like that. And it's easy to incorporate into other things as well. Um, if, if they have potatoes, you can use that. If they have salad, you can use that. And what you have to know is that it's your it's your choice to to change your lifestyle, right? And you're living with your parents. You need to let the people who love you and support you know that this change is important to you, and it's important for them to understand that and to support you. So you know they love you. If you make it important, if you let them know how important it is to you, it should be important to them. Okay, that's awesome. I have another comment here. It says, "I travel for work every week." Any advice on eating healthy while eating out? When home, I food prep so there isn't any eating out. So um, okay. this person's pretty disciplined. Um, I think when they're at home, they're 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 at that eight to ten compliance level. But we all know travel can throw a monkey wrench in everything. Yes. Um, yes. What yes. advice do you have for those um, people who are, are busy traveling for work? Right. Right. So eating out, keep it simple. Right. Again, order protein and vegetables. You're going to assume that your fat is involved because when they prepare your meats or your veggies, um, they'll prepare it in some type of oil. So just keep it simple. Avoid all the heavy sauces. If you want the sauce, get it on the side, but maybe just dip your meat or whatever it is into the side. Keep it simple. Protein and veggies. Avoid the bread baskets. If you decide to have bread, have a half. A, a half of a piece. But if you know that if you have half, you're going to have a full, you know, full piece, just don't have the bread. You can ask them not to bring the bread out. If you're, if your issue is portion control, then you can ask them to box up half of your meal. The other thing is you need to choose your vice. So we're all going to go out to eat. It's just a part of what we do. So when you go out to eat, decide what's going to be your vice at this dinner. Are you going to have dessert? Are you going to have a drink? Are you going to indulge in some, you know, some meal that's heavy in sauce and butter and that type of stuff? Choose your your vice. What you don't want to do is have a heavy meal, drink, and have dessert. You don't do all three. And I mean, the truth is, you know, you're like at level six, 
Like you don't do all three. You just have to make it a lifestyle and you make those choices not to do all three. I love Mexican food. I'm going to a Mexican restaurant, I'm eating the chips, I'm ordering mm -hmm. a salad, and then I'm getting like a skinny margarita. You know, you just, you can't do it all and you can't do it all, all the time because that's when it gets hard to maintain that lifestyle. Wow, thank you so much, Erin. Um, sister, do you have any closing remarks? I mean, this hour has gone by so quickly. I can't even believe we've already been on an hour. Um, there's so much more I wanna ask. Um, so I'm throwing yeah, it to I, you, sister. This is-, this is <laughs> Well, wow. I kinda had another question. So I'm gonna ask this question and then, then we can wrap it up. Because again, we all three are from Louisiana and sort of the piggyback off of the question about living with parents or what have you, but we celebrate around food, right? So what advice would you give in terms of we how- celebrate we around food, we mourn around, around food, food. we yes. live around food, mm -hmm. we, we go to school with food. I mean, <laughs> food is life. Where we yes. from? Listen, no, where, where I come from, I totally understand. <laughs> Everything has food involved. Listen, I've been doing this for a long time. So everyone automatically assumes that I'm not eating anything or they're preparing <laughs> something different for me, which gets a little annoying because I want to I eat sometimes too, you know? Um, you just have to set the expectation. You have to be prepared. You guys, you're familiar with Rouse's, right? Mm -hmm. I know when I'm going home that it's going down and I can <laughs> enjoy some things, but I can't enjoy everything. Again, it's like choosing your, your vice. I'm going home, I'm gonna have a daiquiri. I don't have a daiquiri very often, you know? So I'm gonna go to Rouse's, I'm gonna buy some of those healthy things that I know my mom does not have in her house. And I'm gonna incorporate that into some of the meals or in place of some of the meals that they normally have on a daily basis. So you just have to be prepared. So that's the other thing. In eating healthy and eating clean, preparation is the key. So you have to be prepared for those things. All right. Be prepared. That is that. That is the summary. That is be the summary. Prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> planning, preparation, prior proper planning. And I think that's also going to lead us into our next episode on January 20th. So you guys come back on January 20th because we're going to talk about this other major topic that we always tackle in the month of yes. January, and that's finances. So Aaron, thank you so much for coming and, and sharing with us about fitness, about your fitness journey, about sharing that, hey, you too deal with a chronic issue and how it impacts you and your lifestyle and that you can do it and that we shouldn't give up and throw in the towel. So right. we want to thank you for sharing all of that with us. And we want to ask everyone. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Of course. We're glad to have you. We want to thank everyone who tuned in tonight. If you're watching this in the rebroadcast or if you thought this had value, would you follow us, like us, subscribe, share this video with others who you think may have interest. We're really excited. We're growing our following on Hey Sister. We have about 500 of you that are uh, liking and following our page now. We want to continue to grow that and bring you quality content and conversations. This platform is for us to have the conversations that we would normally have and share some of the wonderful people in our lives like Aaron uh, with, with you all because um, 
together we can make some magic happen in 2019. So my my motto for 2019 is we want to be divine in 2019. So let's All have right. a divine fitness journey in 2019, folks. Divine and, and fine. Divine and fine. Hey. <laughs> Yeah. So that means we can't get no cane cake. So to all of our Louisiana family, uh, welcome to carnival season. I And I look forward to the indulgence when it comes. I will choose my vices carefully. So, yeah. With that, we're going to sign off. Thank you again, everybody. Aaron, will you hold the line? Yeah.